Hello and welcome to Analyze This, the self-help podcast that just can't help itself. I am one of two Hannahs, Hannah Hart, and today we will be talking with uh, Dr. Tracy Marks. Dr. Tracy Marks is a general and forensic psychiatrist of over 20 years whose mission is to increase mental health awareness and understanding by educating people on psychiatric disorders, mental well-being, and self-improvement. Wow, what an expert! She believes that insight creates change, both on a micro level personal growth, and a macro level, reduction in fear and social judgment. Dr. Marks produces educational videos on her YouTube channel, Dr. Tracy Marks. And today, we will be talking with her about aromatherapy. Enjoy. Dr. Marks, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for inviting me. I'm excited. Uh, honestly, it's a it's a real it's a real pleasure. This um, it, I don't know why, but lately on Analyze This, we've been talking about really like tactile or the the tangible senses that we can um, explore in terms of mental health. We had a really wonderful episode discussing sound waves, and that's why I'm so excited to move on to the next sense, our nose waves. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like that nose waves. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but before we get into it, um, I would love to introduce what, what I call the earbuds, our wonderful listeners of Analyze This. I would love to introduce everyone um, to you and a little bit more about your background and kind of how you came into this field of work and, and have made it your life's work and how you've evolved. You've got this awesome YouTube channel that's been going since 2010. Yes. Like talk about like ahead of the curve. I'm sorry. I'm just floored by you. So. <laughs> How you doing? Who are you? Alrighty, no problem. So I, gosh, where do I start? I um. So yes, I'm a psychiatrist. I actually started out though with interest in electrical engineering because I didn't like to have to read. So I'm like, I'm good with math. So that's what I want to do. Anyway, all that changed (laughs) because I liked working with people, decided to go to medical school instead. Even in med school, though, I was interested in internal medicine until I did my psychiatry rotation. I wasn't interested in psychiatry because growing up, I grew up in Florida. People didn't see psychiatrists, or I didn't know anyone who'd ever seen a psychiatrist before. And Unless I it was the- county mandated. <laughs> yeah, like- right, exactly. You're trying to get out, get out, get out of trouble. I mean, so I just didn't see the point. That just shows my ignorance. Well... Um, and that actually mimics, you know, a lot of people's sentiment, unfortunately. So long story short, I, um, I, I changed my interest to psychiatry, did my training in New York City, um, wanted to move back to the South since I'm from the South, Florida, but still be in a metropolitan area. So I settled here in Atlanta and started uh, working in private practice. Wow. Can I ask, was there a particular moment or instance where you felt yourself, where you felt your interests really pivot into psychiatry specifically? Uh, was there a rotation or did, did you see a need? It was pretty much the rotation in medical school. So psychiatry is a required rotation in your third year. Um, and you get kind of exposure to all the main uh, specialties, internal medicine, surgery, etc., I deferred psychiatry because I knew I'd have no interest. Uh, I deferred it into my fourth year so that I could do research in medicine. So when I got to my fourth year, I had already like, I was already applying and interviewing for internal medicine programs. And I, I was just kind of getting this psychiatry rotation over with. And 
it was just like, it was just a completely different experience than what I expected. And I just fell in love with the idea of helping people with their emotional pain and, and that having a greater impact than tweaking their blood pressure medications. Oh, oh so true. I mean, that I, I've, if there's anything I hope and pray for, um, and what's left of medical America is that we can kind of, that we can, we can really link those two things more, which is why I think, you know, you, you as an expert being willing to come on this, our little humble podcast is, um, it's just really, it's really nice because I, I think people often discredit what a direct correlation your mental health has to your physical health. Um, yeah, it's everything. It's everything. And, and unfortunately we, um, dismiss it. Uh, and put more importance on the physical or just see it as a weakness or, you know, you just need to get your act together and really don't appreciate how your brain is your CPU. And if that is not functioning correctly, nothing else is going to. Yeah. Yeah. Or functioning even in a way that you can work with, right? Because That's it's right. like, like I, I think that there are some people who struggle with mental illness and or people who live with mental health issues that require a lot of maintenance might never have the type of life they um, feel expected by society to have, but they could have a functional, healthy life in whatever version that is for themselves. And exploring that and finding that is really super duper key. But I did want to point out, it is so funny how we think we know ourselves. Like you were saying, you, you deferred your psychiatry rotation. You're like, all right, I'll talk to those nutcases when I'm, <laughs> when I'm good and ready, uh, you know, in your fourth year. And then, and then you go and you find yourself uh, having that experience. Um, I just want to applaud you because it's, it's amazing to me when I see people stay open even after they've put so much energy into specific pursuits of study and have set their mind on their goals, you know? Um, so. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. It was a whole thing. I know this is not what we're talking about today, but I just have to include this. It was a whole thing for me to switch to, uh, to psychiatry because uh, medicine specialties is like, a, it's like a, a draft process where you pick mm. where you want to go. They pick where you they want you and there's this match day and then you find out where you're going. Well, I matched in an internal medicine program. I got help with having someone switch me to psychiatry and it happened to work out at the same hospital. So at my graduation, I was having this graduation dinner. It's my family's there and everything. And I just kind of had to make this announcement, <clears throat> excuse me, but, um, I'm actually going to be doing psychiatry instead of internal medicine. And there was just silence at the table. And because and I knew they were my parents, sad to say, were not proud of that. They're like, why would you do that? But over time, they've warmed, you know, they've gotten past those those blocks. Um, and, you know, and it's all good now. But yeah, it was a major it was a major thing for me to it make is, that switch. It is. It is. Mm -hmm. And it's, when I meet people, when I talk, it just, we've come so far. It's sometimes a good reminder to, to realize that, it, that we have come far in terms of like um, integrating mental health into conversation. And now it doesn't mean that everybody's a fan uh, at all. And it doesn't mean anybody knows how to take care of themselves at all. But at least the possibility that there is more or that there, that there is a way we can live within our bodies and within our minds um, through 
integrating these tools, medicine and other forms um, that we can have happier, healthier and safer lives for ourselves and those around us. Well, I, for one, am am very grateful for that dinner table conversation and that resounding silence um, because you seem to have really found your voice, uh, not only as a a professional practitioner, et cetera, but also uh, as a... As a doctor with a YouTube channel, which is one of my favorite things. <laughs> can, can, can you tell me a little bit about when you started that and why? Sure. I love my YouTube channel. So I really started it. I, I started going regularly and having it become a real thing for me in 2018. But I got off to a slower start in 2010 and then again in 2012 because from my perspective, the world wasn't quite ready yet to talk about mental health that openly at that time. Mm. And there were just tons of negative comments and all this stuff, and it scared me away. Um, And then I just had resolved that I don't care about the haters who have this and that to say, I'm just going to do this. Mm. So um, that's when I decided... I don't care who says what, I'm going to start for real in 2018. And it's just been the best thing ever. Well, I also, I'm also grateful that you have, because I think it's so important that we, um, how do I put this? You know, there's so much on YouTube now, you know, so like your instincts were spot on in 2010 and even more spot on in 2012. And like the, 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 the reaction of people not being ready to receive that, um, I'm just so glad that didn't deter you because, I think that like I, I took a I was watching your channel before we did this um, and I just am so happy uh, about the type of content you make and the style of content you make because I'm like, yeah, that's the good stuff. Yeah, that's it right there. Um, like your latest video uh, at the time of this recording is on existential anxiety. And, you know, I think that there are. I think that the world is ready now to hear you. And I'm so glad that you're here and willing to share for those who are willing to listen, willing and able to listen. Well, you, you know, know, one thing that pushed me past being able or pushed me past any criticism was my ultimate purpose for doing it. So I really wanted to reach the world with information about mental health. Um, and because it's just so I knew it was so sorely needed. But I also wanted to just create a library of, of useful information. And so that even if no one else watched on YouTube, at, at a minimum, I could refer my patients to this. Uh, oh, go look at this. Instead of us talking to me explaining this to you, let's talk about you and your boyfriend. But um, <laughs> you can go look at this video later kind of thing. Right, right. It's like we're talking about you and your boyfriend. But if you really want to break down attachment theory, here you go. I have a video on it that might help you understand uh, why, like, this is not going to work, but I'm not going <laughs> to say that. <laughs> right, exactly. You didn't hear from me. You just got you from the video. You didn't hear from me, but if you want to yeah. draw your own conclusions from the flow chart, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> hint, hint. Yeah, so being, so just the process of creating information was satisfying enough for me that um, I was happy if only five people found it uh, informative for them. And so that kept me pushing forward. Yeah, I, I it's um, a library built by the public in a sense. Yeah, you know? it sure is. Dr. Tracy Marks, it's D-R-T-R-A-C-E-Y-M-A-R-K-S. So go to youtube.com slash Dr. Tracy Marks and have yourself a treat. That's what I'd like to say. And we're in for another treat, which is that we're going to talk about aromatherapy right after this. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And we're back. Doctor, they say that the nose knows. So, <laughs> I, guess, I, don't, I don't know. What, do, what does the nose know? Um, no. Okay. So, let's talk about uh, aromatherapy. Was this something, was this a field of study that you learned about in your school of medicine? Or like, how did you start that journey, I guess? Totally not. I knew nothing about aromatherapy in medical school, and they probably still aren't teaching it, but I don't know, maybe some of the more progressive ones are. It's considered a complementary and alternative approach. I'm not, you know, as I think about it, I can't remember what got me into this, uh, but I got into it deep. I even like took a training program and was going to become a certified aromatherapist. That didn't happen. I just got too busy, but I still learned from like um, a training course or training thing. Um, but and what, my, around what time was that? That was probably around like 2014, 2015, something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And adding more tools to your toolbox. Adding more tools to the toolbox, exactly. And I would, I would talk about it with anyone who would listen. Not all of my patients wanted to hear about it. Um, and I even started making products. <laughs> and I really got into it uh, with the product stuff because my husband had really bad eczema. And he'd be like mm. red all over. And I got into making these balms and things like that to help him, shea butter and all that. And it cleared him up. So mm. um, so at any rate, I... Um, what do you do? I mean, not as a... I know it's so dangerous to say, and this is what I used, but... In your experience with creating the balms for your husband, what what did you add essential oils to the butter and like... Sure. Yeah. So I was using uh, shea butter and some and, you know, some other oils, like maybe avocado oil or something like that. I, I had different concoctions, but and then I would use um, essential oils that were good for the skin. So something mm. like uh, frankincense and um, and there's actually a St. John's wort oil that is also good for the skin. That's, so, that's some powerful stuff, St. John's wort. It is some powerful stuff. So, um, so at any rate, I, I, I got too, I went too far down the road of trying to make products and turning this, you know, I even had this business called Mark's Essentials. And I was like, what am I doing? I don't have time to find a manufacturer and all this and still practice medicine. So just stop it. So I stopped the commercial part of it, but I was still very much the, um, potions master at my house. Nice. <laughs> so someone has a burn, let me go get some lavender. Uh, just the other day, my my son had a big had a bite and it was just this huge welt on his skin. And I quickly like put together some tea tree oil and diluted it in some regular oil and rubbed it on his skin and again, clear it up. I- 
I would say, I mean, Arnica is just like a mm-hmm. real go-to for me. I have a like, um, I have a lot of tension just that just like lives inside my body um, and in my hands. And uh, every time, and I'm kind, and I'm pretty clumsy. You know, I'm I'm pretty clumsy. So anytime I like knock knock around and knock myself or burn myself or like getting like a bruise like I'm also really fair and I'm also slightly anemic so I bruise super easy okay that's just the way it is and so I'm just like a little old lady I walk around at my little article I'm like oh yeah oh no that's gonna that's gonna leave a bruise later then it's like you shut the car door too hard I'm like trust me it's gonna look terrible <laughs> um, that's great yeah but that if I, I I am just I I Enter so I knew about like essential oils and like tea tree oil for acne, and I think people in terms of skincare um, uh, are more open to exploring naturopathic medicine um, that way. Um, like you can't deny the feeling if you have like arnica and menthol and you rub it on your shoulder, you can't deny the feeling that you're going to get like a cooling sensation, and then people are like, "Aha, proof! It must be working." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now. Now, in terms of scent, like aromatherapy, do people roll their eyes at you when you talk about the power of smell? Or what is it? Should we go in from the medical perspective? You lead the way, doctor. I don't know what to do. Okay, so here's <laughs> here's how aromatherapy is more significant than I think people think. Because yes, people will roll their, their eyes and like, yes, I, you know, I, I sprayed my house with it, but it didn't do anything for me. Well... I framed my house with it, but my husband was still there. Yeah. So it didn't help. It didn't work. (laughs) But there's there's a lot more to it than that. So here's here's how it works. The reason aromatherapy or essential oils, I guess I should say, are so powerful is because your olfactory nerve is the nerve that controls your sense of smell. And it is located at the very top of your nasal passage. Um, So if you were to like stick your finger up your nose and then hit bone right on the other side of that bone is your brain. Yeah. And so um, and the nerve runs through that bone. And then once it enters like the brain area goes past like your your temporal lobes where you have your hippocampus and amygdala, hippocampus and amygdala both uh, are involved with emotional memories and things. So that's how you can smell something and then be reminded of maybe an experience you had with that thing. So let's say Mm. you you grew up with a parent baking you apple pie as a treat, and that just made you feel all good and warm inside. And then when you smell apple pie now, you may have memories of mom making apple pie kind of thing. That's how we get that tie in from just pure memory to emotional memories. So all that said, it's like these um, essential oils are made up of chemicals uh, that are volatile, which means that they can go from oil to a gas form very easily, just at room temperature. So you can, in the presence of an, of a, of an essential oil, when you smell it, you're inhaling some of these chemical constituents or chemicals from the oil that actually have some kind of effect. So um, a biological effect. And so it's similar with fumes 
from other chemicals as well. That's why, you know, huffing and, and these things of smelling fumes is, can be dangerous because it has a direct connection to your brain and you get kind of instant activity. So almost like, like, hey there, for you non-believers, I guess you could say, well, if you believe huffing glue is bad, then maybe, maybe sniffing lavender is good. That's like right. that, you know, if, 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 if you could concede like to that, mm-hmm. um, does the same thing happen with smoke? Cause I know people burn a lot of like sage or they do aromatherapy by burning stuff, but just hearing what you were saying about the, the volatile state of the, the oil compound changing into gas, does the same, like once it goes into, I guess, more car, like smoke isn't gas. Right. Smoke isn't gas, but if you heat the oils, it will make them, uh, vaporize faster. So Mm -hmm. you can get more, you can get a higher concentration of it. Another way that you can, um, you can get. Oh, so smoke would be like a lesser concentration of a similar effect, do you think? Well, if you, if you, let's just go with lavender oil. If you put lavender oil, say on just on a, on a piece of tissue and smell it, you're going to get some of the vapor or the gas uh, from the oil off of the tissue kind of going into your nose. If you were to take that same oil and put it under um, a heat lamp, you're going to get more vapor. So you get more exposure to the gas. Mm. Um, another way people will do it or get it or use it is by um, steam. Um, what do you call it? Like the steamers. I'm blanking mm-hmm. on the name. Humidi- but- those humidifiers, those uh, like are those like, yeah, those oil diffusers. 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 Thank you. Yeah, that's the word. Diffusers. <laughs> yeah, the diffusers where you put water in there and the oil and turn it on and then it makes the steam. Well, it, the steam isn't the oil. The oil is within the steam um, going into the room. Mm. So getting back to this point of, well, I diffuse it in my house and I didn't notice anything. Well, it may be because you're trying to get the effect of a little bit of oil across an entire room, which is different from putting oil on a wick and making a single inhaler that then you smell. And the Vicks company knows how to do that with the (laughs) Vicks inhalers. It's the same thing that they're doing using oils that are volatile and you inhale those oils. There's also one called Olbus, O-L-B-A. Um, if you go to like the, like, you know, if you can find the earthiest store around, you can find like Olbus and they're like Swedish or something. They look kind of Swedish. Um, and they, uh, they're the same kind of allergy, allergy medicine. Uh, um, yeah, okay. Now, have there been studies that certain, sm- or like, do you know if certain smells are known to trigger certain effects or is it all learned is it all memory based is it all experience based no it's the former so these oils have been studied um and they're chemical compounds uh that most of them fall under the category of terpenes that's t-e-r-p-e-n-e-s for those who like that kind of detail um and these chemicals have certain effects physiologically on your body, similar to, you know, someone um, creating a medication that has chemicals in it. I mean, chemicals are chemicals. So plant medicine or plants have chemicals that have physiologic effects. So um, yeah, these chemicals have been studied. So one of the ones in uh, lavender is it's called linalool acetate, but it's an organic compound 
that has certain effects on um, your heart, uh, your, you know, your body system as far as it, it generally has more of a relaxing effect. Um, some of these oils, uh, the chemicals will have a stimulating effect. Peppermint is one such oil. And so it's not so much the smell, it's the chemical behind that smell. Oh, interesting. Okay, so let's say if your brain, like, like I have ADHD, so stimulation helps me focus. And so sometimes I feel like, like people say, oh, if we smell some peppermint, it'll help you wake up. But for me, I actually feel like one of the ways I like to calm down when I take a shower is I use my peppermint body wash or I use mint and it makes me feel, it doesn't make me feel energized. It makes me feel more centered, you know? Um, that may be because it tends to be more stimulating, but brain stimulating versus I'm ready to go to the gym stimulated. Yeah. Brain stimulating. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And mm -hmm. so for me, it's like if I'm, if my focus is comfort and calm, um, sometimes having some of the energizing smells helps me feel more comforted and calm. Like I tried, um, like I've tried, uh, like clove and different essential oils. Um, but I also feel like, again, that memory, that, that experience aspect, right? So let's say like Christmas is a terrible time of year for you. If it's the middle of July, you're trying to calm down. Don't go, don't be sniffing clove being like, why isn't it working? This is my, <laughs> this sweet orange clove cinnamon blend is supposed to warm my spirit, but instead it just is making me feel bad, you know? So I feel like there is also a measure of like, know yourself that has to come into it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's very individualized. Um, cause yeah, when you're talking about too triggering emotional memories and things, that's all very personal. And so if I find, so if you're exploring these, uh, therapies, it is good to remember that not everything works the same way for everyone and that you're seeking your goals because I've encountered people that will dismiss whole tool sets because they're not having the effect that they were told it would have and in the way they would have it. Does that make sense? It does. You, you just hit a nerve for me because, um, and I swear I'm not just purposely trying to do a shameless plug, but so I recently wrote a book called <gasps> Why Am I So Anxious? <laughs> and in that book, I talk about, the first half of the book talks about all the very different reasons people can be anxious personality issues, temperament, disorders, etc. The second half of the book is tools. And one of the one of the points I make in the introduction to the tools is there's different tools to do different jobs. Mm. So not everything is going to work for everything and not one thing is going to work for everything. And that's even the approach we take with with medicine, even of here's this pill and, you know, all of your symptoms of anxiety or depression should be addressed by this one pill. And they're not. It mm -hmm. may reduce this and that and the other, but there's still going to be some leftover symptoms that need to be addressed in other ways. So the idea is that you you take um, you take several approaches and layer them. And so this say lavender inhaling, you make yourself a, a lavender single inhaler, that may help with um, making you, helping you feel more grounded and centered and calmer uh, if you are kind of in an acute state of angst. 
But if you're worrying about something, the lavender may not help your worry. That you need to go and work on maybe some journaling, um, maybe some meditation or something. And you take all exercise. these things. Exercise, yes. And you take all these things and put them together. And the cumulative effect is you get wellness from all of those things. The cumulative effect is you have a chance today. <laughs> <You know? laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I just I love connecting with um, people that work in the field to talk about kind of that that tedious nature, the expectation people have when they start their mental health journey. Um, but it, it really is like it is it's an inclusive experience as your life will be and the circumstances of your life will also change. So um, I just appreciate that that perspective. Uh, now. My next question is a very nitty gritty question. And then after this, we'll talk about our favorite smells. But to, to finish it out, just in terms of olfactory response. And I'm just asking this selfishly for my own curiosity. How come sometimes you can smell things that aren't there? Like, you know, and then you're like, yeah, so what's, you know, so like, if any, yeah, so what's that about? Just because you were talking about the nerve and going through the brain and like I've had that and I've asked like, I'm like, you know, um, so just curiosity. Yeah, so very interesting. Um, there's a couple of thoughts behind that. One could be sometimes, well, okay, let me, I guess the, the real answer is having activity, um, nerve activity happening in the olfactory area of your brain. Well, why would that happen? Sometimes people with migraines can have auras, uh, these experiences right before they have a migraine. And sometimes part of that experience can be smelling something that's not there. Um, olfactory hallucinations is another is is similar to that where you can smell things that don't really exist or that that aren't actually present at the time um why would that happen to someone um you know brain issues uh, medical problems can cause that sometimes it could be no real pathology behind it it's just this this experience you have that's weird um Sometimes if you have an exposure to a gas or something that has irritated or done some kind of damage, you can be left with this leftover smell. Mm. Um, I had that experience when I visited my parents in uh, Florida and they had the fires were down there at the time and mm. you could smell. I mean, it smelled like smoke wherever you went and we finally couldn't take it anymore. So we headed our butts back to Atlanta and I still smelled smoke for like a week or so after that, even though yeah. it was out of my lungs, you know, it had to be after yeah. all that time, but it was still, it was still there. I was still having that experience. Which is why air quality is so important, everybody. Just That's FYI, right. just FYI, <laughs> you know, particulates exist. I mean, you're just saying, you know, if it's in the air and then in your body, that it's in you. So <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, I appreciate I, I appreciate you uh, answering that because I've always been curious about um, I've always been curious about that. Um, and if you're somebody that has felt like they've experienced something like that, then there you go. It's your it's your I don't know. You're not cuckoo bananas. Sometimes these things happen. <laughs> Sometimes they just randomly happen. If it were to happen like a lot or, um, you know, 
somewhat infrequently, more than once a couple of times, um, then you should check with your doctor to see what's going on. Like I said, sometimes people have migraine experiences and that could be more a more prominent feature of it than the headaches are. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, we're checking yeah. into it. But otherwise, yeah, it could be completely harmless too. Good. Wow, that's my, I, what a beautiful set of words, completely harmless. Speaking of completely harmless, let's take a listen to some of these ads. And we're back. Welcome back, everybody. Sometimes I like to pretend this is a linear podcast or linear radio show. Uh, today we're here with Dr. Tracy Marks discussing aromatherapy. Dr. Marks, thank you again for being here. May I ask, what are some of your favorite scent combinations or scents or or scent tools that you use? Sure. So I uh, I tend to spend most of my time using the ones that are relaxing versus the ones that are stimulating. However, sometimes I will uh, diffuse peppermint if I want to really focus or, or just feel a little stimulated. Um but I made this, going back to what I was saying before about making the products, I made this sleep oil that I mm. still use today. Um, I never sold it because it was a pain in the neck to get it approved to sell it on Amazon. And I didn't want to do a Shopify store. I just, anyway, I lost, mm-hmm. I lost steam with that. But mm-hmm. I did put the recipe for it in my book. Um, but it's essentially a combination of oils. Uh, the main ones are ylang ylang. Uh, that's with the YL. Um, I love that scent because it's it's very floral and sweet smelling. But I think the crux of the oil is based on this this root oil called spikenard. It's it's not a popular scent. It's actually a um, like a, a historical or ancient scent mentioned in mm-hmm. the Bible as the oil that Mary Magdalene uh, put on Jesus's feet. But it's it has a very it doesn't smell very good in my opinion. It's very um, I don't know the root oils like that and valerian tend to have these very strong odors, mm. but they are mm. deeply relaxing. Spike nerd or yes. can you spell it? S as in Sam P I K E, and then nard. N as Nard. in Nancy, <laughs> A-R-D, Spike Nerd. Spike Nerd. I never, Spike Nerd. I'd never heard of that. I mean, I've, I've heard of like, I had this like vet, 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 yes, which, that's another one. At, yeah, I got this one and it, it does not smell that great. Like Mm-mm. by itself, it is a concentrated thing. And like, I got some, I, myrrh does not smell that great to me. I like frankincense a lot. Frankincense mm-hmm. is like one of my favorite smells. Mm-hmm. Um, but Spike Nerd, Nard, I've never, I've never heard of. So yeah, it. I I think it stinks like vetiver, and I even <laughs> spilled it in my bathroom, and we were suffering for days, <laughs> but we were relaxed. Uh, but when I when you combine it with sweeter things, like the ylang ylang yeah. and um, green mandarin is another one that I like. I like that fruity scent. All of those together combined, I rub it on my chest each night, mm. so does my son, and um, love it. Wow. And that's specifically for sleep. Oh, that's awesome. And you said that you can find more about this and recipes. uh, uh, You can find more about this in your book, uh, Why Am I So Anxious? by Dr. Tracy Marks. (laughs) That's correct. So I have a a section on aromatherapy. And then I even have 
um, an appendix that has some recipes and combina blend combinations of how you can make your own blends at home. Wow, wonderful. And where can people buy your book? Anywhere books are sold or... Yes, they can. However, it doesn't get it doesn't publish until August 16th. <gasps> um, if you're listening to this before August 16th, you can get it. You can pre-order it at getyourpreorder.com. OK, that will allow you to get this bonus uh, that comes along with the book. If you if you pre-order it. Wait, if I go to getyourpreorder.com. Yeah, just that's it. That's it. OK. I'm going there now. Why am I so anxious? How cool! Yes, and you what get, a great—that's great. And you get this <gasps> bonus that goes with it. So the actual the order itself, you can get it from Amazon, Barnes and Noble, those places. But that web that site that I just gave you allows you to then enter your information in, so that when it publishes on August 16th, you can get the bonus guide that that I made to go with it. That is awesome. I'm going to pre-order through bookshop.org because uh, I like Bookshop personally, but I know that you as a published author can't directly tell anyone to go to anything. But I will say that getyourpreorder.com you can go to. Yeah. It's currently listed on Amazon and all those places. Uh, it's, it's just that it's if you go there by, if you go there on your own, then you don't have a way to register for the, the pre-bonus, the pre-sale bonus. That's the only well, this thing. This is awesome. Getyourpreorder.com. Very, very cool. That's where you can get um, a, an extra bonus from purchase of, with proof of purchase with receipt of Why Am I So Anxious? Powerful tools for recognizing anxiety and restoring your peace. I absolutely love your cover image. If you guys want to know what the cover image looks like, you're going to have to go look up the book. Um, but no, truly, Dr. Tracy Marks, I am excited to add um, add these tools to my own uh toolkit and increase my knowledge of aromatherapy because it, it honestly it's really worked for me yeah you know? I love it I love it it's yes. good stuff it's real deal um wonderful and then if people want to find more about you I know that they can visit you on YouTube at youtube.com slash Dr. Tracy Marks and then also at your website markspsychiatry.com um I've had that website forever since I've been practicing but um, I also am on Instagram at Dr. Tracy Marks and TikTok at Dr. Tracy Marks. But all of those, um, the links for all of those uh, social media handles and things are on my website, Marks Psychiatry. That's the hub. Okay, awesome. But on Instagram at Dr. Tracy Marks. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Oh, that's so cool. What's your favorite of the social media websites? I mean, they're all terrible, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, Actually, YouTube, I mean, that's where I spend most of my time, not just not looking at um, my own stuff, but watching reviews of movies that I've watched and stuff like that. I mean, I have a friend who built part of his house watching YouTube videos. Hey, <laughs> you know, I have sloppily repaired parts of this house watching YouTube videos. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, I, it's just for everything. There's something to it. Yeah. I, last night, last night, we got really into uh, watching Korean baking videos. Is this one YouTuber cooking tree is their name cooking tree? Oh. Just these gorgeous, just, just beautiful, beautiful baking videos. And mm. uh, just mm. really relaxing, really yeah. relaxing. Stuff. There's a lot of cool stuff on YouTube. And then if I just want to laugh, uh, I'll go to TikTok. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's true. That's yeah. true. Uh, well, awesome. Well, thank you again for being here. I look forward to getting a copy of your book. Um, it publishes August 16th. Again, you guys, everybody go pre-order it today thank at you. getyourpreorder.com. And um, honestly, it's been a total pleasure having you here. I'm going to go follow you all across social media and be grateful every time you come across my, my purview. Thank you, Hannah. I, this was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed meeting you and talking to you. Awesome. Thank you. And if you enjoyed listening to this episode of Analyze This, make sure you rate, and review, and subscribe. Um, and also, if you enjoyed this particular episode of Analyze This, please enjoy uh, more. There's a really great one about um, sound therapy that I also think you might like. So check it out. We got a whole, we got a whole catalog here. Um, anyway, have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.